We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back to Total Information AM. I'm Megan Lynch alongside my co-host for the What the Media podcast, Julie Smith, who's been on with Carol and Tom this week talking about News Literacy Week. It's so, news li- Happy News Literacy Week, Megan. Well, this is wonderful for us <laughs> to be able to talk about this and also to be able to kind of critique our own work. And you've covered a lot of territory so far with Tom and Carol, including just basically what media literacy is and how we can be critical thinkers. You know, also how much we have come to use social media for our news sources at this point. I know you all talked about that yesterday. So today I really wanted to get in to how we dissect a story or information that we see and know if it's accurate or credible. So what are some of the tools that we need to have or things we need to think about as we are reading a story or seeing a video on TikTok, et cetera? The first clue usually is if it gives you a really strong emotional response. And that doesn't mean if it makes you sad or angry, it could make you confused or excited. If it gives you a really, really strong emotional response, that message was probably created to do just that. You also want to look at the sender of the message. Did they put their name on it? Does that person actually exist? Are other outlets talking about this story? We call that lateral reading. So if you just see something on a meme or something on a Facebook post, and it seems like a pretty big story, but no other outlets are talking about it, that's another red flag. If it takes you to a different website, do you want to check that about section to see how much they actually um, describe who they are, what backgrounds they have, et cetera. There are a lot of different ways that you can tell if something is legit. Usually the really strong emotional response is the biggest clue, but I also tell students, look for huge amounts of punctuation. Hmm. And I know that sounds weird, but a lot of these viral stories contain a lot of exclamation points or a lot of capital letters. And, you know, the KMOX website doesn't do that. Of course, you all have journalism training, but... So much of the information we consume now is created by people who have never had journalism training. This sounds like an awful lot of work for people to maybe double check quotes or make sure the person quoted actually exists and is a real person. It is so much work. It is so much work, but it's vital and it's worth it. It's, it we want to be educated citizens. And so it's important that we take that extra step, I think. I think one of the things that's become so difficult, too, is how easy it is to create a persona online or create anything online that that may not actually be your credentials no and and i see like you talked about pink slime yesterday there are a lot of reporters who write for these publications and their articles are shared across a number of these so when someone goes on to look for you know examples of that lateral reading where you're looking for other sources with the same information, I think you really need to key in if it's just one article from one person. And you might end up doing lateral reading on a lot of those same sites that are fake. So I would say that everyone in their little information arsenal should have a list of sources that they absolutely trust 
that they know that these sources use gatekeepers, use editors, use reporters that have journalism backgrounds and are willing to put their names on a story. Like yesterday, Tom mentioned, you know, that he really feels like whenever he presses send to publish something, he has to make sure that it's legit and that it's been sourced and verified. But he puts his name on that and he's a professional. Most of the people consuming or most of the information we consume is not produced by professionals. So how do you gauge the credibility of the outlet? You mentioned that, you know, being able, being willing to put your name on an article online and being able to show your credentials out there. But, you know, is there are there things over time that you can look at to say, yes, this organization presents a balanced news product. You know, there's credibility here. There's accuracy here. How as a consumer do you do that? I think... A lot of it is based on your hunch after doing it for a while. You can probably tell after doing so many interviews when someone's pulling your leg, right? I think that it's the same with internet information. One thing that makes it really difficult, though, is that if it's a message that we agree with or a message that we really like, we want it to be true. So we're not going to verify it or try to authenticate it, and we'll probably share it anyway. I always look for the about page and I always look for people who are willing to put their names on stories. And then I I look up those people and see who they are. One of the things that I think is very interesting today, I want you to talk about pushed news versus pulled news. What does that mean and how does that affect the information that we get? So uh, when I was growing up, the sources of news were the Post-Dispatch in the morning, the Globe Democrat. No, it was the Globe Democrat in the morning, Mm -hmm. the Post-Dispatch in the afternoon. Channels 2, 4, and 5, KMOX, and then we had ABC, NBC, and CBS nightly news at 5.30 on television. Very um, much fewer sources than we have today. So the idea that back then news was pushed on us by a smaller number of sources. But those sources were really the only ones that had access to mass information distribution. Now we live in an era that we call pulled news, where everybody can put information on a screen that looks legitimate. So now we are pulling our news from a thousand different places. But in most cases, we're choosing to consume messages that we agree with. So the fact that we have a thousand options for news now is fantastic, right? But it's a feature and a bug because we do have all of these sources, but we are still limiting ourselves to the sources that we typically agree with. And there's even news aggregators out there that will do it all for us, that will pull it for us, right? <laughs> do you know what my sister used to say? She'd say, well, I don't look for, on, I don't look for news online because I know if it's important, you will tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I know when I get four different alerts on my phone from four different news organizations that, okay, this must be a legitimate it must be legit. breaking story. Right, right. So tomorrow... You're going to be back with us. We're going to wrap up this week looking at news literacy. A couple of things that uh, you mentioned that, that we want to bring up is what are some of the complaints that people have about news coverage? Because believe it or not, as a journalist, I want to learn. I want to know what complaints people have about how we do our jobs, why those complaints exist, and then maybe some great takeaways for our listeners as to how they really can use what they've learned this week on news literacy. Yeah, we're going to come away tomorrow with four very specific things that we can do to increase our news literacy skills. Great. Thank you, Julie, so much. You bet. See you tomorrow. That is Julie Smith, my co-host for the What the Media podcast, joining us this morning on Total Information AM.
Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.